Every single day, we work with women who are carrying an unimaginable amount of responsibility and stress, who are burnt out and exhausted, and who are often dealing with something really significant. And nine times out of 10, after they share something, they follow it up with, I shouldn't complain. I mean, everybody deals with this. Other people have real problems. I just need to be more grateful. Is that true? That your challenges don't count because they're common or because someone else out there has it worse? Let's take a few minutes to talk about it. One honest woman to another. You're listening to Honest Women, the podcast for every woman who's trying to juggle the relationships, roles, and responsibilities that come with modern womanhood and finding it all just a little harder than she thought it would be. We're your hosts, Andrea Berkeley and Jessica Hutchison, your new besties who just happen to be therapists. And while we believe that life is hard and there's no tip or trick that will solve that, it does get just a little bit easier when we can be real with each other and talk about it honestly. You're listening to Honest Women. Okay, can I just say how excited I am to start here? Because this is one of those conversations that made us want to do this podcast. Yes, it is. Before we jump into the real deal here, I have to tell you what I did this weekend. Yeah, because we haven't even talked about it. No, we haven't. So on Friday night, I had the privilege and the great joy of watching a middle school show choir competition. Amazing. It was amazing. First of all, it was amazing. Shout out to all of the show choir students in the world, but also the Chicagoland area. You guys were amazing on Friday night. And I was sitting there first in awe of these young people and like everything, like they brought it to the stage, right? But they were up there in these sparkly dresses and the guys are in suits. You know, they dance and they sing and they're just amazing. And then there comes this point in every show Every single show has one song that's like the feels song where they plant their little feet and they just, they just settle in. And I, I could not deal because here are these young, they're so fresh. They're so vibrant. They're like, what, 10, 12, 14 years old. And they are singing with their hearts, just like, just like reaching out from their little bodies about the pains of life, oh. about how existentially hard it is to be human. Oh, I have goosebumps as you're telling me this story. I, I would have had goosebumps. I was probably trying to control this little embarrassing thing that I have, which is that I, sidebar, right after my first son was born, I developed this very weird thing where I cry like uncontrollably when I see <laughs> flash mobs, which is basically what a show choir is. Oh, like, I didn't even think I, about that. It's so embarrassing. And so I'm sitting there at this middle school show choir competi- competition, trying not to cry. I did a good job, but I was just I was so pulled in by how these young people could stand there and they were just Yes, they were performing, but they totally believed everything they said about how hard it is to be human. They were talking about the daily grind. The daily grind was a literal theme of one of the show choir group's performances. So these little, I mean, these little humans, and they could just, they could feel it. They could acknowledge it. There was no hesitation. Life is hard. My life is hard. It just, they were like bleeding out, right? And then I'm thinking about us 
here <laughs> coming to do this episode to talk to women to just like get us to acknowledge the fact that our lives are hard because every single day, every day in our offices, we have women who come in who who can't do that. And to be fair, every single day inside my head, there is a woman who is saying, why can't you do better? Oh, yes. Like what's, why, what's wrong with you, right? Yes. Oh, yes. So middle school competition aside, what did you do this weekend? My first thought is, oh, it was just a typical weekend. No mm-hmm. big deal, right? Mm-hmm. And then I think back to just yesterday on Sunday and it was – Well, I actually slept by myself in my daughter's bed because she came into our room on Saturday night with a nightmare and was just hysterical. And she had a really big gymnastics meet on Sunday. And so I just needed her to sleep. So she just wanted to be my dad. So she, you know, I'm like, you take my bed. I'll go in your bed. Mm -hmm. I forget she sleeps with our dog. So essentially it was just (laughs) the dog. And me, like against a walk. She also has a twin size bed. Um, so I really didn't sleep. And then I get up, you know, I, I meal plan for the week because I have to. Um, Amazing. I, I don't have to. I want to, but I choose to, but I also kind of have to. Yeah. Right? Hashtag goals, though. I'm like, I'm in awe right now. I have to. I you, have I, we to. do. We all do, but you Ugh. did it. That was amazing. It's like right off, take it off my plate. Go to Trader Joe's because I, as a human being, struggle to get through any stores that aren't the size of Trader Joe's because they're too big and overwhelming. I need to get in and out. Also, did you need snacky snacks? Because Trader Joe's has the best snacky snacks. They do have the best snacky snacks. I secretly do feel like it's a it's a surprise every weekend when I it go is. because they have new products or something new. And it's mm-hmm. like my it's like a little dopamine rush for me when I go it in. It sure is. It's I love it. So then I go home, I unpack all the groceries, braid my daughter's hair, and we drive an hour to this gymnastics meet because my son had another sporting thing at the same time. So dividing, we were able to divide and conquer yesterday. And then I sat in this gym an hour away for, I don't know, like four hours. And then, you know, everybody wanted to go eat dinner after. Mm -hmm. And I was so crabby because I had, I was done with people by that point, (laughs) like really done and didn't want to be eating where we were eating, just whatever. And then drove an hour home and didn't get home till the evening time, right? So just your standard Sunday. Just a casual, like, like no Sunday chill deal. vibes. Total yeah. chill vibe. Like yeah. nothing major, nothing nope. bad. And it was mm-hmm. interesting because as we started this morning and we were talking about starting with this Your Heart is Hard episode, right? And mm-hmm. my first thought this morning was – it's me. Like I could tell 85,000 stories about women in my office Mm -hmm. who minimize their experience or shame themselves for feeling the way they feel. And then I'm sitting there getting ready this morning and I'm doing the same thing, Mm -hmm. right? I have a beautiful life, but man, is it hard. The day in and the day out is so hard. Yes, it is. And this is a big part of, I think, what we struggle with is that, you know, we can only speak to our experience, right? I can only speak to mine. And on paper, I check a lot of boxes, right? Oh, yeah, me too. Got the relationship, got the partner, 
it's my, got my husband. He's going to be like, <laughs> what are you talking about? I've got my <laughs> husband, got my kids, right? I've got the house in the suburbs. I've got the job. I've got the van. I've got the minivan. You've got and the And I minivan. can drive it anywhere I want to go. So, you know, I've got food on my table. I've got a lot of things, right? And it's fucking hard. It is so it's hard. It's so hard. And it sometimes so hard. we look at all of those things. I know this is a thing that I do to myself. And this is a thing that like pretty much every woman that I encounter does as we go, well, you've got everything that you want. You've got mm-hmm. everything that a person could reasonably ask for. And I just want to call that out for a second and be like, but that is not, that's not the point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's not the point. Yes, yes, that is all true. And in spite of that, or even sometimes because of it, our lives are super chaotic, right? Yes. We're getting up in the morning. We're getting kids up in the morning. We're getting everyone dressed. There's always some drama. I mean, even always if you just- Always drama. Some drama. Always <laughs> like, drama. Always <laughs> They're fighting about something, right? Somebody can't find their shoe. We didn't know where the backpack was. It was like there's always some drama every morning. It's not even 7 a.m., right? <laughs> no, no. We've got to get them fed. We've got to get them lunch. We've got to get them on the bus. And then we've got to get the other one to school or we've got to go to work or we've got to, we're running, 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 running. And we're always thinking about, okay, what's for dinner? What do I need to go pick up? Okay, I've got to keep my house under control. And I don't know, maybe try to do something for myself or because I Hmm. think I need to, like move my body or any of these things. Like we've just got a thousand things on our plates at all times, at the most basic baseline, the best day, the most smooth day. It's too much. And it's hard. It's hard. Yeah. It is hard. And I love that you bring out the check the box because society does that. We do that. Mm-hmm. Right. So I have, you know, I have, have the marriage. I have the house. I have the, have the kids. I have a seemingly really good life mm-hmm. that I do have gratitude for. Mm-hmm. But that gratitude does not take away from the fact that it's exhausting. It is. It is. Can I also say that I, this morning, because again, love my nine-year-old daughter is just, she's a healthy little eater, maybe because I'm a little psychotic about it, but she Mm -hmm. is. But now I've like turned her into Mrs. Hymen. It's like, I made a salad for her lunch this morning. Yeah. And her requests were you know, there's lettuce, there's cucumber. She wanted a little bacon and then she wanted some garbanzo beans. And so I'm like rinsing garbanzo beans at freaking (laughs) 645 this morning and thinking, but you created this monster, Jess. Like this is your fault. You, you couldn't, you know, this is what you wanted, right? Instead of just saying like, no, like this is really hard. It's great, but it's hard. It is. It's great, but it's hard. And also, can I say, now, this is not an episode on mom guilt, but it just like runs right through like everything we do. So I was making my kids turkey sandwiches with Doritos and just like feeling the shame over it all because not only like are we trying to do a little, I don't know, trying to do better. I don't Mm -hmm. want to say better. Like we're trying to make some health improvements. So I had some testing done for one of my children and like I know that she cannot eat that shit. She cannot. 
And I told, (laughs) I made the mistake of telling the kids, hey, kids, this is what we're going to do going forward, right? We're not going to eat so many chips. We're going to put more vegetables in your lunch. Why did I do that? I don't I don't know. They're just all prepped to judge me. So like not <laughs> like not only am I feeling bad for myself they're like about myself to judge me. That they fantastic. are they're like mom, I thought we were going to have healthier food. I was like, "Ugh, get out of my house." <laughs> like it's go to school. Leave me alone. Go to school. Take a bar. <laughs> it's in a package in a box in the pantry. Okay? Get off me. This is just <laughs> This is just how it is. Okay? And this was hard enough for me. This was hard enough for me. I was unpacking my box from Thrive Market, though, this morning, trying to be like, look, at least I ordered some bougie, (laughs) healthy snack foods. I have some buckwheat groats. Yeah. I don't know what to do with those. Yeah, I know. Well, that's okay. My kids will say, like, why can't you just be, like, normal? Why do you have to be so crazy? And then here I am, like, I'm on the stand defending myself against this six and nine-year-old. And I'm like, what am I even – who cares? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, we might have to do like a swap, like a Freaky Friday, where you come and make like garbanzo bean salads for my kids, and I just like sneak they your kids some Doritos. Me. Your kids would throw me out so quickly. Yeah, maybe they would like give me less shit when I come. Can back. I make slime? I'll make slime oh, with them. Because I did make slime with with my daughter and her friend on Saturday. Um, so I'll make slime with them. I'll be like, here, eat some cucumbers, and I'll make slime with you. Can I? Bribe yeah, them? I. Bribery is 100% a good parenting strategy. And while this is not a podcast for parenting hacks, we just want you to know that two licensed therapists fully, (laughs) fully promote bribery. And you know it. You do you. You know why? Because life is hard. That's the point of this episode. That's the point of this episode. life is hard. Yeah. So if you like – if you're having like the best, smoothest day, like literally nothing's happening in your life and you're like, God – I am so tired. I'm so exhausted. I'm burnt out. I'm frustrated. Like, I just, I don't even, I don't feel the way I thought I was going to feel living this mm. life, right? Oh, that's a good one. Yes. Yes. I just, I want you to take 10 seconds to run through everything that you did over the last 24 hours and just give yourself a little. I don't know, a little self-validation, a little empathy. Like, damn, if your best friend told you, I did this and this and this and this and this, you would be like, damn, girl, that's a lot, right? So that's the best day scenario. But we know as therapists that- A good day is a hard. A good day, I, I don't even, a straightforward, like nothing going day, I, I don't know that those exist that much, right? I don't think they do. Because I don't think most people are walking around just like literally everything's going my way. Yeah, no, I don't I don't think so. It, I mean, if they are, please like send us a note on how. Because <laughs> <laughs> I need to I know. know. <laughs> That's a good idea. Yeah, send us a note. Tell us how you do it. Actually, don't because we're going to feel bad about ourselves and our lives are hard. Then we're, we're going to shame ourselves. Them. Please, yes, actually – yeah. <laughs> um, send us notes about how hard your your life is, and then we will feel like we'll know that we're in it together. But what I'm thinking is, you know, yes. uh, we're not even talking about the really, really bad stuff, which lots and lots of people are going through, but the common bad stuff. So, you know, an example would be I work with so many people who have a kiddo that's struggling with something, right? Mate, mm-hmm. let's just generically oh, yeah. say struggling with behavior at school. And mom is doing everything in her power to help this kiddo. 
She is subscribed to all of the parenting accounts on Instagram. She's listened to her podcast. She's reading books. She's consulting experts. She's going to take this kiddo to therapy here or OT over there. She is trying to change the diet. She's trying to do gentle parenting, right? She's doing like literally everything. And she drops her little one off at school in the morning, just praying, please, 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 please let this be a good day. And like an hour after she drops this little one off, gets an email. Hey, just wanted you to know he's having a hard morning again. His behavior is really not acceptable. We need to talk about it. And she just, she's just carrying that with her all day. And to be fair, guys, she is me. That example is not me. But as a person who has children, those children struggle at different times. And I know what it's like to be in that position. I feel it. And for some reason, I do too, right? And for some reason, whether it's externally based or or intrinsically based, that hits our own buttons Mm -hmm. of how good of a parent we are. Oh, your kid did it again, Mm -hmm. your child did this, Mm -hmm. or just that sense of, you know, I have a couple women that I know with older kids, young adults who have said, I've done everything. Right. Where did I go wrong? Oh. (laughs) Oh, that one always hurts to hear. Where did I go wrong? Not where Mm -hmm. did we Where did all of us go Mm -hmm. wrong? Where Mm -hmm. did I go wrong? Yeah, you are so right on there. Because it's mom laying in bed at night, looking back the day, thinking about what went well with the kids, what went bad, how she could have done better. It's mom, you know? It's mom. Mm -hmm. I mean, the husbands are snoring, right? Oh, yeah. And I'm like, Like can you go on your side? Can you please go on your side? (laughs) That's what I always say. Is it? Are hey, you like? Are you gentle you like that? Because I do well, like a silent no. shove. Oh, I would do a silent sh- shove, but I feel like my husband is like ready to kung fu chop somebody. Wow! When he sleeps, <laughs> yes, I learned this way back when we were dating. Not like I have to be very intentional with how I wake him up because I, I, I yeah. He just is on alert, I swear. And so I have to just like very much be like, hey, 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 hey. And you're like, huh, huh, huh. like what? I'm like, roll on your side. <laughs> Why? You. Sweet treat. Love you. Just like your just like your snoring's <laughs> keeping me up and I like can't sleep. And I'm thinking about all the ways that like I'm not getting it right as a parent and as a woman. So if you could just like be quiet. <laughs> While you blissfully sleep. That would be really helpful right now if you could just do that. Yeah. But that's what happens. And you know, I will say that as therapists, there's this notion that because we're therapists that Mm -hmm. we like know how to get it right. And (laughs) (laughs) let me tell you what. First, we don't, right? Nobody really does. And two... We actually can add an extra layer of shame because I will go to bed at night and be like, well, just, you know, like triggered my daughter's like anxious attachment that I created in infancy and now I'm still trying to deal with it. 
So sometimes that knowledge, like that whole ignorance is bliss. Right. I kind of, I kind of get it sometimes. Right. Totally. Also, I'm laughing. I was laughing like not because that's funny, but because we do this all the time. And, you know, I do think that the internet has created a generation of parenting expert women. Oh, yes. We are out there consuming so much information, us as much as anybody else. But the average woman who comes into my office has so much knowledge about parenting, about marriage, about health, about, I mean, just so much knowledge. And so that isn't always helping us. No. Because you've got this picture of perfection that just doesn't exist. And it's in so many zones, right? Like it's parenting, it's your marriage, it's your, you know, how you run your home, declutter it. I mean, I can't, I can't handle it. You know, when we talk about this idea of how much content there is out there, it is created the black hole of to-do lists. Mm. Oh my gosh. There's no end to the to-do list mm-hmm. at all Mm-mm. because it's it's just one more thing that goes on there. And I, I am a paper and pencil to-do list girl. I love to cross things off my to-do list. Sometimes though, I like have to just like throw the fucking list out because Mm -hmm. it is impossible. It is impossible. You know what I've started to do for myself and with clients is write down everything that you think you need to do and then look at your schedule for tomorrow and recognize that probably between soccer drop-off and dinner and throwing in a load of laundry, like you're not going to repaint your bathroom. That is a literal thing that I have to put on my own list. Yes. So it's more like a reality checklist because otherwise I'm carrying this around all day, every day. I've had women read me their to-do list and will tell them as they read it, my body is anxious as you read that list. Oh my God. It's true. And they'll say, what always gets me is then they'll start apologizing. Oh my gosh, I'm sorry. I'm like, no, 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 no. It's not about you reading me something that's creating anxiety. It's the fact that this list is so unattainable and so large Mm -hmm. that it creates a physiological reaction because it's impossible. Yeah. And again, that's part of what makes this hard. Mm -hmm. This life that we live as women today, it is so hard. I think as women, there's also this you have to look like you have your shit together, essentially. You have to carry yourself. And that comes at such an expense to anybody and everybody involved. Yeah. Maybe you are hitting it out of the park at work, right? Maybe you are, you know, you're showing up at school pickup and you are dressed and you've worked out that day and, you know, you did somehow manage to get some of that laundry done. You are amazing and it's hard and and it takes a lot. And Mm -hmm. it is hard. I will also say like as a member of, uh, founding member of the Hot Mess Express Club, right? There was a whole (laughs) season in my life where like, I think I kind of reacted to that has it all, does it all, is amazing thing that we have to do as women by basically saying I can't and I don't and like this is what it is. And I will say that that didn't protect me from the feeling that I should have been doing better. You know what I mean? Like I was trying to like embrace it. And I will will openly like embrace 
and kind of laugh about and joke about being on the Hot Mess Express or like, oh, you know me, like I don't turn in school forms on time or, oh, you know me, like dinner's an hour later than we thought or, oh, you know me, I'm just worried about everything, right? But that did not save me from this sense that I should have been doing better and that there was something wrong with me that it was hard. Yes. Yes. It was just a thing. You know, when I did that was the most was when I was a stay-at-home mom, which like, again, a whole nother episode, but I just think about all the women that we see and that we know who are home with their children and that is the hardest job. Oh, yes. I mean, also being a working mom- Epic failure. Being a working mom is also the hardest job. Like being a mom, being and a I woman mean, is epic the hardest failure job. for me. I should also. Oh my god! Like me too. That with epic failure as a stay-at-home mom for right. self. Right for self. Yes. For self. Episode to be recorded. I just think about how this can really impact women who you know maybe they thought always I can't wait to be a mom. I can't wait to stay home. Maybe they were so excited to leave a career, put it on hold, and then they're realizing that this is so not what I thought it was. I feel like I'm drowning every day. My house is a mess. I can't get on top of this stuff. My kids are yelling at each other. I feel like a bad parent. I'm supposed to be showing up. I should have all these friends, right? I'm a stay-at-home mom. I'm lonely. And it feels like they're not allowed to feel those things. Because aren't they lucky? Right? That's what they get told. Mm-hmm. You're so lucky. Mm-hmm. Fortunate. Mm-hmm. Told from friends or from just society generally, told from the inside, right? That's a message that we've internalized, but also, you know, sometimes from a partner. Ooh, yes. Yes. Must be That's nice. A big one. Must right? be nice to be able to do that. Right. Or what did you do today? Oh, that was fighting words, right? Or the woman who goes to work. This is an equal opportunity hard. The woman who leaves her house to work, who feels like she's failing. When she's at work, she's trying to answer school emails and make a shopping list, you know, hopefully getting grocery delivered or whatever, who feels like I get home and then I've been behind at work all day. So now I have more work to do and I better not sit down and I better not relax and I better no. have my life together, right? Absolutely. And she feels like it can't be hard because she chose it. Oh my God. We all feel like that. Everybody I chose it. We chose this. Right. Or we didn't, or we have to. Right. This is it, right? We have to do this. Yes, it's both sides. Either I chose to stay home, I chose to go to work, I chose to have kids, I chose to buy this house, I chose like I chose all of this. I chose this life. Or I have no choice here. I have to stay home. I have to go to work. I I had I chose maybe we chose to have kids. Some people didn't choose to have kids, you know? True statement. It's not – well, I think it's that – and I love that you said equal opportunity hard. Is that what you said? Equal opportunity hard? I love that because it is. And I hear the comparison in my Mm -hmm. office and outside of my office Mm -hmm. where everybody's comparing their hard. There is no comparison. It's not this or that which one is harder. It's both. It's all. It's everything. Yes, It's not a comparison, right? It's not like the only people whose lives are hard are the ones who just got a diagnosis. Right. Or the ones 
who are going through a nasty divorce or the ones who have a child with profound needs or the mom who is struggling to put food on the table or the woman who's being sexually harassed at work. Those are not the only scenarios that are hard. Yes. The life that we live day to day, the common struggles, the dramas, the things that keep us up at night, there's no comparison here. This is a gross term. I'm going to say it anyway. It's not a pissing contest. Yeah. My dad used to say that all the time. Yes. What does that even mean? But I I digress. I I can tell you, but I'll put it in the show notes. (laughs) Please, please put it in the show notes. I will put it in the show notes. I will educate everybody on what a pissing contest is. Good Lord. Yeah. We're going to get really different listeners than we were hoping for. (laughs) The, the, The point is, it doesn't matter if you're having the best day or the best week, or if things are generally going according to plan. It doesn't matter if you go, yeah, but everyone struggles with their kids. Everyone struggles in their marriage. Everyone worries about you know money trouble. Or if you're going through something that's like earth-shaking, right? It's all hard. It's all hard. Okay. So to the women who are listening to this episode who are like, yeah, but... Whatever it is that I'm going through really isn't that hard. Can we just make a solemn pact today and forevermore that we will acknowledge that our lives as women are totally insane and that literally every one of us is a superhero for just making it through the day? Yes. And because we know it's hard to accept that and because we know that it's hard to hold on to that, can we also just pledge to one another that we will come alongside the women in our lives. And when we hear that self-critical talk that says, I don't know why I'm struggling, can we just agree that we'll come alongside one another and say, you're struggling because it's hard? I love that. All right. I think this is it for us today. Remember, your heart is hard. Your heart is hard. You've just finished an episode of the Honest Women Podcast. We are so honored that you would spend this time with us. We have so much more where this came from and don't want you to miss a minute. So please, right now, take a second to follow the show. While you're there, leave us a five-star rating and a review. It's the best way to help other women find our show so they can join the conversation. And if you have a friend who could use a little more honesty in her life, and who couldn't, send this episode directly to her. Actually, send this episode to anyone you want to. Everyone's welcome here. We'll be back next Wednesday speaking some truth and feeling some feels. Until then, hang in there, ladies. This has been Honest Women.